broadcasting from Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Soul Solutions, a show where we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. I'm your host, author, and certified life coach, Terry Kozlowski. Episode 7, Forgiveness is the Greatest Recognition that We Are Healing. The ability to forgive someone shows that we have inner strength. The statement, I forgive you, is simple, but invokes powerful emotions from our egoic minds. We've all been hurt, and we've all hurt others, so we've been on both sides. The need to ask another for forgiveness is just as hard as forgiving someone who hurt us. But when we do, when we forgive someone, it's the most significant recognition that we are healing. Showing compassion for another through forgiveness is a fight between getting justice for the ego and our ability to rise above the experience we've had. Exonerating someone is a conscious choice we make. But many don't realize that the reason we absolve is for ourselves, not for the person who harmed us. Through the act of reconciliation, we are no longer drinking the poison of anger, tension, and despair. We are no longer blaming others for how we feel, but take responsibility for our part, our reaction, so we can reclaim our power. We think by withholding our forgiveness, we are harming the other person. We hope that we are punishing them, but that's a lie of the ego. The only person we harm by not reconciling is ourselves. Through compassion, we dissolve resentment and allows us to move past our wounded feelings. Because when we are hurt, happiness and peace elude us. So what is forgiveness and what forgiveness isn't? Forgiving someone is about condoning their behavior. Being merciful to another isn't about the other person or that they deserve our kindness. Reconciliation isn't pretending the betrayal didn't occur. Nor is it making excuses for the unacceptable behavior. It also isn't about forgetting. We never deny our pain or our emotions. Forgiveness is about our our inherent goodness. It's about us believing and being willing to extend mercy to those who have wounded us. To absolve someone is a process that takes time. But the effort is priceless to our well-being. Do you know that forgiving others helps increase our self-esteem? It also gives us a sense of empowerment and security. Understanding can help reverse the lies of the ego that keep us small and things like believing that we aren't worthy. Studies have shown that by forgiving others, we decrease depression, anxiety, and anger. Forgiveness heals us by releasing tension and can lower blood pressure. It allows us to move forward with our life. Giving absolution to another helps us to change our inner world to allow peace and happiness into our daily lives. It is the key to freedom and healing. So how does unforgiveness hurt us? Others hurt us, yes. Then we allow the ego to repeat the event over and over in our mind. We replay the event and cause our own suffering. We have the ultimate choice to hold on to the anger, betrayal, and sadness. But if we truly see from the perspective of the heart, this is punishing us, not the betrayer. Even if they know that the behavior hurts us, they're probably not being tormented by their actions. Therefore, by choosing to hold a grudge, we continue to penalize ourselves while they go on unaffected by our misery. By taking responsibility for our action to the offense, 
consciously choosing to forgive their harmful actions, we can release the negativity that weighs us down. We are now free from the sadness, free from the guilt, and free from the stress caused by the wrongdoing. My childhood trauma was profound. Child sexual abuse and my mother abandoning me on the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico, over 1,600 miles away from my family, were very overwhelming to deal with at any age. Even though these events took place over 40 years ago, they can still affect me. But it was still my choice to forgive her, not because of her, but because I no longer wanted to extend my suffering. Holding on to my pain was making me physically sick. My body tried to get me to recognize my need to deal with my emotional pain, but I ignored it to my detriment. So why is forgiving so difficult? When I was 27 years old, I had someone tell me I should be over my childhood trauma because it occurred over 15 years prior. I wanted to get past the fear and pain that I experienced, but I wasn't. I wanted to forgive, but I couldn't pretend it didn't happen. We've talked about what forgiveness isn't, but being compassionate doesn't mean we reconcile with the party that injured us. True reconciliation involves understanding by both parties. It's about settling and resolving conflict. Both participants are aware and agree to work on the relationship. Although I wanted reconciliation with my mother, she was never in a place where she could fully take part. Personal boundaries needed to be put in place to keep me from being injured again until I could rebuild trust. These are the limits we create to identify reasonable and permissible ways for the offender to behave towards us. Also, it's how we respond when they step over those boundaries and the consequences of the actions that we impose. But setting up these safeguards can be difficult, especially since others see things as punishment. Although they are in response to their unacceptable behavior, they are there for our protection, not penalties to the wrongdoer. How do we forgive the unforgivable? Again, forgiveness is a conscious decision we make, so there are no rules. Each event has to be dealt with separately based on the infraction and the relationship we have with the perpetrator. Forgiving abuse of any kind takes additional time. It requires a more thoughtful approach for ourselves to act compassionately towards our abuser. However, all forgiveness comes from the heart, not the mind. After my abuse, my relationship with my mother fell apart and never was repaired. I saw her three times since the abuse took place over a 30-year time span. We spoke sparingly during this time. I wanted two things from her, an acknowledgement of what she did and the answer to the ultimate question, why? I thought that if I had these two things, I would have closure and would be able to forgive. What I discovered was my suffering didn't affect her. She moved on. She was still an addict, and even when I saw her, she wouldn't admit her betrayal. So for me to have peace, I forgave her anyway. By forgiving my mother, the resentment, unworthiness, and disempowering feelings I had were released. Slowly, I felt better physically as my body was no longer holding on to all that emotional pain. I realized that my worthiness had nothing to do with my mother. I had empowered myself by setting personal boundaries. Closure is an excuse of the ego. After I forgave my mother, closure still eluded me. But through the exonerating process, I could hope for reconciliation. Until the day I found out she died, I hoped for closure. 
After she passed, I realized my ego used the idea of closure to hold me back. We all want an official end to whatever the story we tell ourselves. I wanted a happy ending to the tale about my mother. She died all alone in a state hospital. It took coroner two months to find my sister because my mother said she had no next of kin. Not the ending I wanted. So, do I let my egoic mind wreak havoc and plague me with internal suffering? Or do I reframe the ending into something I can use to help me grow? The ending of my story is one of growth and love. My mother, in her own way, acknowledged the pain she caused me. We had one phone conversation where she admitted her part in my trauma. As for the question of why, she's an addict. Not an excuse for her behavior, but the answer to the question. Addicts do what they do to get their necks fixed, no matter who it hurts, even themselves. So through my compassion for my mother, I was able to forgive her. The end of the story is not how I hoped, but I accept it for what it is. Her ending, my loving response, so I can grow and move forward. How do we move from forgiveness into healing? We all have stories about our pain. The egoic mind replays these scenes, which perpetuates our suffering. For us to move past the discomfort and grow, we need to dig deep and feel all the emotions so we can get to the root of the agony. The anger, the loneliness, the unworthiness, and the grief need to arise from within us. We need to deal with all our uncomfortable feelings. We need to allow the tears to flow so we can empty out all the pent-up emotions to allow a space for peace to enter our lives. We can journal or write a letter, don't send it, as a way to express our negative feelings in a safe manner. By transferring these viewpoints from our minds onto the page, we can release them from our bodies as well. This act of letting go allows compassion to fill our hearts. Be patient through the process. Forgiving abuse in any form can take a while. With my mother, it came in stages. But over time, my willingness to be free from the suffering, I was able to feel genuine compassion towards her. This benevolence was the most significant sign that I was healing from the trauma she caused. We need to develop empathy because it helps the healing process. Empathy is the ability to understand the feelings of another. Let's be clear, it's not about understanding why someone did something, only that we can understand how they feel. My compassion for my mother allowed me to see that she was more than her actions towards me. By looking at the details of her life, I can comprehend her better. She was an Athabascan Indian from Fort Yukon, Alaska, eight miles inside the Arctic Circle. She spent the first 16 years of her life as the eldest daughter in a very harsh environment before her mom, a widow with 16 children, gave the three oldest girls up for adoption. She left everything she had known and entered what she called the white man's world. She and her sisters hadn't ever seen running water or electricity. She told me they spent their first night in their new home watching the toilet water go down when it was flushed and playing with the light switch. But it gets worse. My mother's adoptive parents physically abused her. She was an alcoholic before she married my father. She divorced him to be in a physically abusive relationship. Then she was raped while visiting a friend in New York City. Anyone can empathize with her story. Although it doesn't excuse her from the harm she caused me, I can sympathize with her suffering and her wounds. Choose to do no harm. When others injure us, 
We have to make a conscious choice not to gossip about them. We don't have to say pleasant things, but we can't talk negatively about them. We want to keep the ego from enacting its own form of justice, which causes us to become less of our authentic selves. We don't want to harm another because we are reacting from a place of pain and fear. We want to choose to live from our compassionate heart, not our egoic mind. We can do this by remembering who we really are, by recognizing our differences and accepting them. We are each uniquely and wonderfully made. Let's celebrate our common humanity and see everyone as worthy of love because we are. Choose to respond with love in all situations. By doing so, we allow compassion to be expressed to everyone, even those who hurt us. Extend kindness and courtesy to others, even those we think are undeserving. By showing these small acts of mercy, we build our heart muscle and our ability to forgive others more easily. As we heal, we see meaning in our suffering. When we look for the lesson we are to learn from any experience, we can derive purpose from the incident. This lesson allows us to overcome any despair because we see the meaning. We can see how our suffering has positively changed us. Even during my suffering, I could see that I was learning to take responsibility and find a way out of the circumstances I found myself in. I learned to cope under challenging conditions. Looking back, I can see the resilience in myself. Although I didn't see it for a long time, I was courageous for an 11-year-old. The injustice of my trauma doesn't get diminished by my forgiving my mother. It shows that despite the harrowing experience, I can take the pain and the fear and transform it. I did so by choosing to use my story to help others overcome. We all can find meaning in our pain, and in doing so, we allow our resilience to rise from within ourselves. We empower ourselves to speak our truth. We can show the world that despite our pain, we choose to forgive, and by doing so, we show others how to choose love. Forgiving ourselves is a part of the healing process. We are all hardest on ourselves, but being compassionate is a part of our self-care. Self-forgiveness is the ability to honor ourselves for the person we are becoming. We all need to soften our hearts towards ourselves. Although I had forgiven my mother, it took me longer to forgive myself for allowing the fear to be so controlling in my life. But I had to see that my reactions were just that, reactions based on my fear. Once I awoke to the awareness of my reactions, I could change them. Guilt is a massive factor in our inability to forgive others, but guilt is a burden we choose to carry. Somewhere along our journey, we accidentally picked it up, but we can throw it away right now. Self-forgiveness increases our self-love, self-acceptance, as well as the compassion for humanity. When we can see ourselves in others and vice versa, we can forgive more readily. Moving forward by developing a forgiving heart. Some people never forgive and never forget. They remain victims. They continually identify with their pain, which affects all aspects of their lives. By letting go and forgiving, we reclaim our power. As we overcome our suffering, we learn to grow. We become more understanding and gain humility, courage, and love towards others. Many people find it hard to believe that I forgave my mother for the trauma she caused. I was able to open my heart and shed the pain by putting love in its place. I had to repeat this process with her many times over, but I was able to do it, and by doing so, transform my trauma into love for her. 
Forgiving others is a skill we all can learn. It requires building the heart muscle of compassion and empathy. Through the process, we restore peace and happiness into our lives. The healing balm for forgiving others is a gift we give ourselves. We all move at our own pace and there are many paths to the same destination. But the journey of forgiveness is one of hope. And through compassion for others and ourselves, we can change how the past affects our future. Choose to forgive and allow peace and happiness to enter your life. As we become more conscious of our pain, we can learn to forgive others and make space for peace and happiness in our lives. Do you need support to help you in forgiving yourself and others? Do you want a strategy to help you overcome the ego's limiting beliefs and live a successful life? If so, please reach out to me at terrykozlowski.com and we can put together an action plan for you to create the life you desire. Please join us next week as we discuss how no one knows enough to be cynical. Thanks for listening to Soul Solutions with Terry Kozlowski. If you'd like the show and want to learn more, check out terrykozlowski.com where you can find the links to everything we talked about in this episode. Please subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode as we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. Thank you.